apologists out there you pale face skinny little chubby cheeked kids welcome to episode 108 of tactical crouch i'm kick tripod joined by yiska and volamel and uh hey good to see you all welcome to the show uh we've got a ton to talk about today summer showdown is back we're gonna discuss that uh yiska we had to kind of Talk him down a little bit. You kind of came into the came into the the Discord call a little angry, and I think you're in a, sounds like you're in a good place now, Yiska. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good? So he's he's a fiery person. He's uh, easily ignitable, but when you get him going, you just gotta point him in a direction and just let him cook. Loose <laughs> loose cannon. Is that what you Americans uh, use for that? Maybe, maybe. I don't think yeah. you're a loose cannon, but. You're a cannon, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, sure. So, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a second because I, I think it's it's an interesting conversation. I think uh, mm. we'll, we'll I, I won't I won't spoil it yet. Uh, before we get started, though, a big thank you to everybody who's here joining us live Monday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. And you can now find the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash tactical crouch. I actually rebranded my channel to tactical crouch. So Nothing changes. If you already subscribed there, nothing changes. However, if you're like, oh man, John, I loved it when you post those tech videos or audio videos, and I like those too. Uh, I have my own channel now. It doesn't have a custom URL yet, but you should just be able to search for it. I posted it on my uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash kick tripod. The link is there for now. So if you have the ability to, and don't mind, hop over and subscribe to that and mean a ton to me so I can get that custom URL and we can kind of keep uh, keep moving there. Um, other than that, we do record Spike Drop every Friday, twitch.tv slash kicktripod at noon Pacific time as well. So come join us for that. Other than that, let's get into the news brought to you by our patron producers. Battlecraft Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchikopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, and Roger B. So many of you. Wow. Y'all are yeah. just... That's a new name at the end, right? Yeah. Roger B. Way to be, Roger yeah. B. Uh, brand new patron producer. Welcome, welcome. And if you uh, do like the show and want to support, three great ways to do it. Number one, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We've got some t- cool perks and tiers and uh, like subscriber or uh, patron specific discord channels. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Subscribe at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. We're at 104 today, which is amazing. So cool. Thank you so much uh, for subscribing and a- anybody else yes. who does. We will thank you at the end of the show. And finally, we do have a tip link as well. If you're like, I just want to give a one time little thank you or whatever. Uh, you can do that in the panels down below in the Twitch video. Okay, that's enough. Let's talk about this. And uh, we're going to broaden this conversation slightly. Mm. 
to so Joe Joe wrote an article about student syndrome plagues profits career, and it opened up a broader conversation and some really bad takes about interesting uh, was pro- not not on the article not the article, not what you said. Oh. I no, 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 not what you said. No, no, no. Right. Means so. yeah. the, the comments that came in afterward. Uh, the, the results. The, yes. No, no, no. Not about your, like, listen, even if I didn't like it, it even if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do you dirty like that on the show. Oh, that you come here for a hundred, you've come here 188 <laughs> times. I'm just like, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> like, this I'm not article gonna, sucks. I'm not going to do that to you. Yeah, it's no big deal. But there was, uh, there's kind of this, Overwatch has always had revisionist history we've um and i i will admit i think i thought profit was more immune to that than he seems to be given some of the comments that we Mm. saw today uh so joe first of all give us like i i I want people to go read your article so of course it's going to be in the show notes uh and you should just go read the article but um can you give us kind of like a synopsis or the premise so that yiska can get out whatever he needs to get out clear the bowels of his thoughts so the thought process behind the article or just like a tldr is you know kind of charting his career he's always been a player that has had a story of evolution and i don't think that that's necessarily a fair or accurate lens to kind of view that through i've always looked at it um, I think Monty kind of planted the seed in my head of the London core just kind of being these like C-level students that really don't show up until like test day. And that's when they kind of rise to the occasion and they have to be pressured to really feel alive in a sense. Um, and I've kind of boiled that down to profit in particular because there's so many other problems with every other member of that like kind of core roster. And profit is the person that kind of remains constant. But also Ken slump. And, and cannot be super on. And it's not because he can't. It's because I think he really doesn't care or want to or is kind of checked out. Um, it, it's not for lack of skill. It's for lack of motivation. I, I kind of phrase it in the articles being bored. You know, this is this. He's in math class. He wants to be in astronomy or he wants to be in, you know, history. He wants to be in the class with the teacher that really. Um, gets him or, or is on a, a similar wavelength and i kind of frame that teacher as being gesture is like his shadow and being the professor that really unlocks him and the, the article closes with wondering what would happen if if prophet kind of left you know doctor gestures um you know lectures what, what would happen if he kind of flew the coop would he become better or worse um and and kind of leaving it there but yeah that's that's the gist of it Definitely go read it. Check it out. I speculative piece for sure. Um, in, yeah, in the, this is in just the a narrative of like what you know. What would it look like? What if this was what was going on? And and yep. the steps uh, to fix it. Uh, but I know Yiska made mm-hmm. a cardinal rule mistake. You went to you went to the competitive Overwatch subreddit comments. Okay, let me not be named. And then you sorted first... by controversial. And <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> it, it sadly was towards the top of the comments, and uh, it was okay. Let me let me first get on uh, on the article uh, where I disagree with Joe. I mm. think I'd if you 
leave out that professor thing okay. and you put wherever you put profit, you put the word, the name gesture. I agree with you. This guy consistently shows up in the first couple of weeks and scrims looking like he has not, not played Overwatch. That oh, has sure. been the case for season two and season three. Yeah. It's something that uh, coaches have always relayed. Yeah. Uh, while I think that Prophet is more of a grinder in, in general. I also don't know how, how the, um, the ranked accounts for both of those uh, fall. Um, it's also not something I've uh, researched. I sure. also think that Jasher has had more dips in his career than Prophet. Um, so season one. I agree. Um, so I, I and I, that builds also, I, I guess, brief elevator explanation. Um, until this Seoul versus Shanghai grand final, Prophet had never lost a grand final or gesture. Uh, in his career that they, they that they participated participated in, in yes right. every grand final they had won uh, they played they won yeah um, and in famously in epic season four he almost doubled Haxalt's kills um, in a nuts performance um, by the way like someone rightly pointed out he had apparently played Genji against LW Red before but not a representative amount of time was definitely something that wasn't believed to be. Uh, like a, a strong pick of his like comes hero. in yeah. epics season four. They have this strategy and profit goes nuts on the hero has 130 kills. To, yeah. uh, I mean, I remember, I remember who is in that call. I remember people flipping out at like yeah. five in the morning. Yeah. Wonderful story. One day we'll get to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, this so, kid does magic. Then, then we get into season one. I thought he played a pretty good uh, season one stage final. They, also keep in mind it's um it's bringing it back after a very very long day for them where they had to very similar to actually Shang what shanghai and thing he had to yep. do so we go through this stage two and three london dips profit never does profit remains the best player for them statistically like generally um still delivers really solid performances the team finds itself somewhere in stage four, we go into the grand finals and he claps Carpe. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it wasn't solely because also Bertring was once again activated and yep. maybe even played better in that grand final than than Profit did. But Profit def definitely had the clutch uh, factors, like for instance, if people remember the Volskaya pop off and whatnot, right? Like where Carpe looked like a fool in that play. Mm -hmm. Um he go into season two, and now he has to play two different, completely different roles in goats. He has to flex around. He he is already considered one of the be be best brigades in the in the game at the time. Has a really solid Zarya, but he constantly like I think there was two switches back and forth where he has yeah. to play. Naturally, cannot be an absolute top performer, but still the most solid after Fury in my mind uh, on the Spitfire. Someone rightly points out that doesn't mean much on a team that underperforms as heavily. I think the rest of the team was just so atrocious in growths that it does mean something. Yeah, definitely. Um, they definitely had that uh, burnout feel of like, we just won a championship and this is a completely new thing. Keep in mind that when the game switches as much as it does, it's really hard to remain competitive. The same was true for the Fusion as well, mm -hmm. who were excelling at that Grand Finals meta. 
then come along. Um, I think he was still consistent. I think in his career prior to season three, he probably had five bad matches ever since we've seen it on a, on a uh, professional stage. He was very consistent in his performances. I, I feel I, I, I would agree with the sentiment that like he rarely has like bad games where it's like, oh, where was profit today? Like profit was kind of quiet. Like that doesn't that doesn't happen as much as it does for seemingly other people. But yeah, I, I would agree. I wouldn't put a number to it, but yeah. I totally agree. And I think that taints the discussion and taints also the tone around this discussion and mm -hmm. muddles it in people's minds. That profit has been underwhelming this season for large parts on any hero that isn't Tracer. Sure. His echo is not good. His, uh, where he flexes to the other heroes are at best decent, I would say. He's not something that turns... Uh, turns ahead um and the the way for him to find back into the season is for soul to uh probably either embrace that or for him to really improve and to a degree we've seen that with soul being able to once again play dive sure so maybe that's a possibility the problem that i had with reddit is that they used your article in order to invalidate the claim that or the candidacy of profit for gold candidates. Candidate. Yeah, no, guys. Put the guns down. Put the pitchforks away. This is not... He's, and he's, he's the leading candidate, guys. I don't know <laughs> how else to... What I, should, I, should I make a part two electric boogaloo type, type style article where it's like, no, no, guys, you're all wrong. Like, he's still it. really, really good. This is it, actually. This is the article. Oh, this is, this is part two? Okay, this well, maybe we'll two. have to write part three. <laughs> and, it, and it especially stung because I felt like, especially in season one, I had to fight... Oh yeah, you're, you were banging finally, that drum. Like yeah. he, I, I don't think he received a, a pick for best player. I don't think so. on the on the ballot. He was completely ignored for his almost always really really good performances, two stellar performances, and then people in the grand finals kind of woke up and went like, "Oh god damn it!" Like he can swing. When honestly, that wasn't among his best performances that season. Who were, who so, were what were the uh, heroes that, or the players that people were looking at for that? So obviously, Jonak, Fissure. Carpe. For, for GOAT? For, or, uh, no, no, for, just for MVP. Like regular season, season MVP okay. in season one. Uh, what's Carpe? Jonak, Carpe, Fissure. Jonak. Um, I don't remember a what? lot of DPS Agility's players just being there. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I Agilities, wrong. I think, got a few votes. If I remember yeah, correctly, Agility's got a few votes. Yeah, Kareev got votes. Kareev got Kareev, votes. That's true. Yeah, I remember. I feel like I remember a lot of flex support and uh, main mm -hmm. tank. Yeah, yeah. I think Striker got a bunch, which was fair. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that. And but to never see Profit named, even though his numbers were always there, and I think oh, yeah. mm -hmm. numbers back then meant a lot more than they do now. Mm. I, I feel like the numbers Thanks. that we're using, car yes, because we're playing mirror comms. So true, 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 true. Like, true. what sense. does damage mean if I'm playing against double shield, right. for instance? Yeah, or, you have a direct, like a, a more direct reflection okay. if you're playing a mirror. That's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't be uh, we shouldn't sully his legacy because oh, not at all. That is. I, I feel, yes, now it's it's getting to the point, especially with London not playing that well or not getting far in season two. There are now more candidates, definitely. Huxall has to be named. Rascal is, is getting closer. Um, 
maybe someone like the even hmm, who else would I say? Maybe Manos, like if if they go sure. along, mm-hmm. the, even though he also hasn't won anything else than stage finals. Yeah, I um, think I think somebody like a Fleta would need to get a couple more W's in that column before you can start kind of throwing him around, but definitely has the potential to be depending on the length of his career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of candidates, but I, I still think that Carpe is definitely leading the pack in that front. Carpe. Um, the thing is once again, no, no, as you are other profit, article, profit, profit, out. profit. Okay. Yeah. Profit, Carpe yeah, is okay, probably okay. leading the, the pack behind profit. Yeah, I'd have uh, to think. Well, and they had a he, great article about that as well. Yeah, well, uh, we've talked where, about it, right? Where it's like, if he, if he, if they finish this year, yes. He's also like, I'm not gonna lie, to talk about somebody who has been absent more times than not. Well, not more times than not. That's definitely the wrong way to put it. Um, recently, let's say, um, May melee for Philly Carpe was looking kind of. Kind of rough. Yeah. Definitely was and, not, but Philly, not on that day. Philly that, looked kind of rough. Across yeah. the board, sure. But Could that's that. a pattern for him in playoffs, I feel. And it's also, like, make no mistake, Profit mm. was most definitely a better player in Season 2 than Kape was um, oh, yeah. throughout the season. Right? Like, that's not controversial. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, sure. I, Philly I'll, was a better team, but... I also say he individuals. has been consistently... When, when Hitscan is top... Like, he is nuts and he's worth his yeah. money and he's yeah. definitely someone sure. I would build around but he needs in order to be considered a goat and that's also the point you made he needs wins and he needs to perform yeah. in these wins to to gain Does... himself the position yep. or the claim of a goat and he hasn't the only victory he has that is meaningful and I would even say it isn't that meaningful is the world cup with uh yeah it doesn't with Korea so... Does a tournament structure for Overwatch League change the value of those wins? If you like string together two or three monthly uh, tournament wins together, does that equate like one overall season win? One tournament win for the season? Definitely not. I think the season's like the big one, but it's still important right like these tournaments are still very valuable just like how they we were trying to like build up stage you know finals and playoffs it's it's important to have these mine not minor it doesn't they don't feel minor they don't feel that that doesn't feel like it gives it enough impact but like majors and super majors maybe that'd be better whereas like a a regular season title or a, a, a championship is is a championship. It's a, it's a super major esque title. Whereas these tournaments or these stage final, you know, wins are just important, but just like a step down. They're 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 important to kind of measure who's the best at the time. They still matter, um, but but getting a ring, you know, is is the end all be all. That's the that's the goal for sure. Yeah, and sure. Also, like there is a distinct distinct lack of emotional control among those that uh in in those finals where like i would i I would count carpe to that because he isn't playing up to his level but maybe he's also being countered because he's the biggest threat in his team sure 
but I would also say Huxal falls under that with the with the runaway curse that yes, admittedly they broke and also they got a stage final. But mm-hmm. I would even say that also manifested in, in season two finals where um that like you know what I'm talking about. We're not going to talk yeah. about it. But um, is that I don't know. I feel like that's like it is, but it's like kind of circumstantial. I don't think that that's mm. I don't know. It's that's it counts. A, it's but not it's, an outlier. Oh. So I, I in general I think this is uh um is like mastering the moment where the pr- pressure is the, the greatest is an ability that a goat needs to represent for me and sure. with the exception of the the soul game against shanghai where in many ways shanghai had a very profit-esque ability yeah. to come back and also to just like perform when pressure was high um i i feel like that is the the edge that profit has in a lot of these uh yeah i don't know how how he doesn't seem to care about the uh, game he he just plays his his normal excellent level i don't even think he elevates much but because people drop off around him when the Mm. crowd is like the biggest um it's it's just by contrast so so noticeable See, I, I, I feel like I, I, I view it slightly differently. I think we come to the same conclusion to just have my own kind of lens on that or my own viewpoint. Um, I do think he kind of rises to the occasion. I think that, especially in Apex Season 4, that was very prominent, at least for me. Um, I think a- attempting to salvage Season 2 London probably was on the back of, of profit and, and anybody trying to kind of mend this roster, um, him moving around and being flexible is, is a sign of, uh, somebody who wants to kind of chug along and, and shift to his team. And I think he does perform better in, in high pressure situations. Um, I don't think his team necessarily falls away. I think that they usually come with him to a degree, but he can just reach these, these peaks, but has a consistent value. And I don't think I, it, it actually kind of boggles my mind that that was like the main takeaway from the article was that like, Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, he is kind of bad. No, it, like it's hot hmm. take nature, right? Like, no, I know, and, I, know, I, know. And, uh, I think just in general, we see this a lot and I don't like, I don't point this directly at like our cow people. I think just like overwatch league, fans in general who think of the league beyond just I'm watching because I like my team, but like they make their own power rankings and they try to have their own opinions on the game. Uh, Having that controversial or um, opinion, especially when there's, you've never created something that has stakes to like uh, to discount what you like Mm. maybe previously said or thought, like it's just a really easy way to, get some internet points and I like it happens and that's part of it too. But I think a lot of people are just a lot, a lot of our cow is that is, well, I always felt like he was this anyways. And here I am validated right now in this moment with the lens of this article. And therefore, Mm. uh, here I am, here I am all bowed down before Zod. Here's the thing that I think a lot of people 
have a problem with and I sympathize because when you hear GOAT, you think Michael Jordan. Sure. You think uh, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Who are outstanding, Who's winning six seasons in a row type of stuff. Who's the like, GOAT undeniably, baseball player from a German perspective? By the way, like American baseball player. What's I don't even know a single name. Uh, the only, legitimately, the only baseball player I've ever known is Trevor May. <laughs> he's not the goat. <laughs> Love him. He's a good pitcher. He's not the goat. But not even like Derek Jeter, A Rod, Babe Ruth, uh, Mickey Mantle. None of those names. Mm. No. Okay. Hockey <laughs> does. Wayne you. Gretzky, right? That's hockey that's the name Wayne I know. Gretzky. That's hockey. Sure, sure. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I, I think. Probably Sidney Crosby is probably. I don't know if we, but we're yeah, not I'm opening. Not gonna, I'm not no, opening that I'm can of worms. Touch that. If you're gonna yeah. say something right now, I am not making an opinion nope. statement about <laughs> the the greatest hockey player of all time. We're not no, doing that. Okay. Anyways, let's also bring it to another esport. Fa mm. The fakers. The sure, sure. If you even if, if you want to say forests or whatever, these yeah. had tenured careers where they had periods where they were just unbeatable. We don't have that in Overwatch. No, we not, only not have yet, flawed gold can candidates. I agree Profit has glaring holes in his performance. But the thing is, every other person you can point out to me has equal holes. It has even great well, either not had the length the of a career mm -hmm. to mm. make that case, or has also glaring performance issues during certain parts of their career. Also, probably because we keep changing the game so much. And the formats and whatever, everything that's, yeah, no, that's around it, right? Yep. So, yes, like we don't have a definitive goat. We don't have one that feels like a definitive goat. We don't have a Michael Jordan. We don't have a Faker. We don't have these characters. But Profit, because of how he performs in Grand Finals, the, the achievements that he has, um, to me, is the closest. I'm not mad if you mention names like Huxal, like Rascal now. Sure, now sure. that they actually got W's um, on their on their name, like honestly, you ready for this? Oh God, I'm starting to think Void, dude. We, in a weird way, we we've we've definitely chatted about that, and he's unassuming, but has a very very positive track record behind him so i think he's quietly Whoa. making a claim dude, dude we, we thought of this guy as the best off-tanked player in apex season two then he for some inexplicable reason doesn't play season one of all comes in season two is already really good on on gladiators even though like yes he can remain playing diva throughout all of this yeah. and it gives it but now like He's probably legitimately the best player for me on uh, on Shanghai. He's definitely a road star candidate this year. And if he actually gets the wins this year, like imagine Shanghai going there, then he has a stage final. Yeah. Or not stage. It's not equivalent. It's probably harder to win a stage than it was to win a tournament simply because you had to qualify through 10 games, right? Sure. But and also less less teams were able to participate. But he has a title in some form. And if he keeps stacking those titles, yes, it's a smaller region. Okay. It's still a very competitive region. Mm. But if he also gets the grand finals against the Phillies, against the Shock, yeah, yeah. then we're talking. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. It's time to qualify the statements that were just said because people are going to lose their shit. So 
Uh, I mean, I feel like you did. I feel like you did, but I feel like people need it qualified again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, let's think of it this way: chat, YouTube. This is somebody who's a name that you probably haven't heard before in a goat discussion being introduced into that discussion. Mm-hmm. It's a natural inclination to want to immediately dismiss it, lash <laughs> out, be angry about it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even disagree. Totally cool and fine. Yeah. And, and you know, like there's the fact that we just said right now that there's really no definitive Michael Jordan faker esque yeah. goat in Overwatch League means that this is a far more nuanced conversation for Overwatch than most other sports and esports. Yep. And again, don't don't twist what he said. These are candidates. He's not yep. saying Void is the greatest player of all time. He's saying uh. he's quietly making a case to become. He's not putting him over somebody like Troy Hoban, who I think has more of a, a stake in that. Exactly. And that's where people um, go. Troll. Troll. Name. Sure. That's another name. But he's, uh, what he's saying is that Void's on that short list of players who yeah, be could cool. make a case. Some more than others. But he, with, with the track record he's shown, could be on that list. I think you could argue that. Uh, it's also about uh, like how you value... Overwatch League against pre-Overwatch League and longevity of a career totally, in a totally. game that is notoriously hard to have mm-hmm. a long career, but also while keeping in mind that he for large parts only had to play D.Va, fair enough. Yep. Um, but also D.Va has gone through iterations, which he struggled a little bit with, with the Matrix changes that were actually killer, career killers for a lot of... Yeah, where's Wuhyal? Huh? Anybody, yeah. anybody remember where Wuhyal went? I never rated was, was him on very track. highly anyway, so... I think I very much did. This kid <laughs> yeah, was uh, incredible. You didn't get my sarcasm? I never no. rated him very high anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Let me go to Reddit and tell him about how... Uh, that how that kid fell him. off a cliff with the defense matrix changes. Like, yeah, that was... I, I think we really undervalue how much D.Va has gone through change and how much that really impacted player career and player styles and what style of D.Va you needed to kind of become to be good and how tough that is to kind of adapt to. So, yep. yeah, I okay. think. And it's, it's, it's it is the problem. I have a video on this where it's like judging off tanks is nuts hard. Oh, yeah. Because this this role is judged by very different metrics than, for instance, the DPS would be. Right, like it's not about clicking heads, and it's not only about noticing when someone swallowed an ultimate in the kill feed. Um, it yes, it, and it can be because Mecco also was one of the most uh, killing blowy um, yep. has been in the Overwatch League, yep, yep. right? But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's about um having awareness and judging these types of things it's very really hard the thing i notice is is that he consistently is rated as one of the pe- most pesky players and best players to, uh, uh, to play against mm-hmm. not best players to play against yeah. you know what i mean when yeah, you yeah. talk to pro- professionals in the scene void is a name that you hear consistently brought up and to an, a massively asymmetric amount to what, how much the community talks about him i think he's like a big underdog name that doesn't yep. get the respect. It's in many ways probably deserves the same case to be made for his his name from way, way back when, uh, in a similar way that Prophet has to be. Because I think, for instance, 
to your point though, like, like Roskill, right? Like, it's tough to value now, off tanks. Yeah. So, so it is going to be asymmetrical. Let's. Mm-hmm. I hate to do this, but mm-hmm. we have eight matches to discuss. Yes, that's true. And I, I think I feel like we got to the we, bottom of it. I feel like yeah, I feel like we got to the bottom of it. Void goat, then profit, then carpe. Definitive list said here first. That's all that there is to it. Uh, put a stamp You're asking, on it. You're just asking for these it. YouTube comments. Put a stamp on it and mail it. I just want to see how many people didn't listen to the rest of the conversation. Nope. Did you guys see how I did that? Like I, I set my respawn at the bottom of the hill, climbed up, climbed up the hill, was shot for, for saying profit uh, is a gold candidate, climbed up again and said, what about Void, guys? I took it twice. I want two <laughs> hills right now. Recalled all the way back down. Jeez. That's and goes. that's what you should right. do, and you should just walk away from it. But instead, you're just going to get pitchforks and torches. Nah. Uh, instead, I'm I'm going to give them two reasons to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so we we are going to go into the first week of the summer showdown matches, and we've got eight of them. But probably we need to discuss a little bit the hero pools for those. Yes. And yes. that is Echo, Sombra, Diva, and Brigetta. So those are the three, or the four, sorry, that we are um, having in the thing, in, this, in this, the first two weeks. So we have two weeks of hero pools and then two weeks of no hero pools. And that first week is a seeding round, and that second week is the actual monthly tournament final week thing. So, uh, before before we discuss these matches, really quick, uh, Joe, Yiska, mm. thoughts on this uh, hero pool as it pertains to the next two weeks? Uh, well, I enjoy that it's two weeks. First, you know, let me you? just say again. Do you? Positive note, I Let's, enjoy that we, we have this for two weeks. What we don't like about Hero Pools for a second? No. I'm only here to talk <laughs> about what I like about Hero Pools today. Now, um, <laughs> this seems very, not targeted, targeted feels very conspiratorial on Blizzard's end, but this is, feels like it's going to be a very slow meta. You have Devil Shield open, you have kind of Brawl, meaning, you know, the Arisa Rhine. Um, that's kind of where I'm headed with it. I think on maps that you can play Ash, I think that's open as well. Um, I think control is going to look like control all season long. I think that's going to be dominated by shotguns and sim teleporters. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I don't see too much crazy shenanigans going on. I think Torb's been a good answer for for dive. Could be used on certain maps, I suppose. I don't see him getting a ton of value. I think you could probably get more value out of some other heroes. I think May's obviously going to be super, super important. You, you want to hear an interesting thing that I don't think actually will be pronounced in pr- practice, but okay. could have theoretically be, been the case, and maybe one or two teams benefited from it. So okay. you look at the we, we had a three week break, right? Yeah. The the map uh, hero pools were only known in the last week before, uh, um, like on Monday, I think uh, teams got got the info. Mm. So for three weeks, pr- two weeks prior, they had no idea. Now you look at the bans that actually happened. If you 
if you are a team that wanted to gamble on, wanted to continue practicing and then wanted to gamble on what kind of hero, hero pools would be banned, Echo would be your your primary choice for a DPS. I think it was the most played DPS. Sombra, okay. Mm. Diva might have been the, sure, the most sure. played tank. And Brig as well. And Brig, I believe, was also the most played uh, support. So if theoretically, if you're just dry scrimming and just going, okay, what was played What's the, the most, most by the... Is that, is that a term? That's the medical term. Yeah, that's dry, uh, dry scrim. Dry scrim. Yeah, that's got to go under the show note title somewhere. The show title somewhere. Dry scrim. All right. Then uh, I didn't even think it in this way. Whatever. Um, <laughs> then it's. <laughs> I don't know what way you could be thinking of it. We've lost. The show is derailed. <laughs> because these boys can't properly moisturize. They have their this is actually the hardest I've seen John laugh, I think, ever. Kind of concerned, to be completely you just honest said with it you. So nonchalantly. Like it, <laughs> I didn't think of it. I really didn't. It was something that he's never yeah, not a sentence I think I'd hear, but He's got a case of the giggles. So wh where were you going with that to begin with? I mean, I'm muting my mic. <laughs> well, it's possible that teams that thought, okay, let's let's keep up. We we can't go on breaks. And uh -huh. teams definitely went on breaks, some teams. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If some other teams didn't go on breaks, and were, for instance, streaming contenders teams, and didn't have an idea <gasps> what to do not scrim, then they might have gotten three out of the four bands correctly just by guess using possible, the... Yeah most placed uh and that might give them a big advantage coming into this meta even though yes finding out metas only really happens in in conjunction with everyone else playing because i think it's much harder to find the optimal meta by yourself only scrimming contenders teams instead of like having the entire machinery of scrims where everyone's just like trying to find the best thing and then that cross-pollination or the top virus type of phenomena sure, sure, taking sure. place where you can really cross-pollinate each other and give gi give each other the best ideas how to solve this matter so maybe maybe uh not not a big chance that this happened but not impossible yeah, definitely not impossible not a zero-sum chance um, I don't know how much that'll impact, like even just like looking briefly, glancing at the matches, I don't know how much that'll impact like the overall like predictions either way. Like if I gave some of these teams an extra yeah. couple weeks to practice, I really don't think that it's going to matter too terribly much. Uh, um, I think it would matter to London. I don't think uh, so. Maybe, maybe in week two. But I, I, definitely not week one or week 19 mm. in week 20. That also might matter to NYXL. I don't think so. Mm. Okay. Let's, well, let's, let's oh, talk, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about the individual matches then. Yeah. And let's make it, let's do an easy one. Maybe. And this is London versus Shanghai. Yeah. This is an 86% favored match, according to oddsportal.net, for the Shanghai Dragons here. They're definitely favored. 86-14, uh, is, uh, is that a genuine 
uh, genuine number? Is that? I think it's aggressive. Um, I still kind of, even though hero pools are now on two weeks, I still think that it'd be you'd be hard pressed to try and sell me above seventy percent. Um, so I think I have to hit a ceiling there and just say seventy thirty. Like, yeah, Shanghai is very, very clearly the favorite here, one hundred percent. Um, but no team's perfect in hero pools. They should win. They probably will win. I'm. If I was How a betting man, I'd say they you have the undisputed goat on your team. It's true. The undisputed goat. Undisputed goat. We already discussed this. Rewind if you want to know more about the undisputed goat of Overwatch League. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have clear. any controversial opinions about this. No, that's, that's a tough one to sell. That's a tough one to try and At get all. either. Yeah. Even 70-30, I'm like, you're just being... It's safe. Seatbelt Joe, you know, like buckle up for safety. The brand. That's the brand. Everybody wear <laughs> your helmets. Up. Got your knee pads on, your elbow pads. Buckle up now for we safety. Can, yeah. Now we can step outside. It. Unless he turns into Chengdu Joe, which point. It's true. Irrational. He's convinced he can, he can, uh, yeah. can just like buffer the impact. Mm-hmm. Of yep. If I fall hard enough, I'll go into shock and I won't feel anything type of, type of deal. You know, mm. hit the deer head on. You don't swerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dry Turn scrim. into yep. the skid, not out of it. True. There you go. Life lessons here on Tactical Crouch. Okay. Nothing, nothing novel to say <laughs> no. here, but this is an interesting one. This one is uh, arguably yes. our match of the week, I would say. And that is going to be the New York Excelsior so. versus. The Soul Dynasty odds portal has them at sixty nine thirty one in favor of the Soul uh, Dynasty. Yeah. Can we all say that at once? One, two, three. Nice. Let's go. That's close. <laughs> I was I was like, are we predicting at once? Are we like I don't know what we're doing. Nice. So nice. Uh, okay, so obviously NYXL added hacksaw here. Mandu is also eligible to play. Uh, Soul. Am I blanking on Soul? Or they didn't, they didn't change anything, did they? Uh, not they got slime, so. but yeah, that's true. Slime still hasn't seen playtime, so maybe we'll see him this week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Uh... Are you are you sold on NYXL? I mean, obviously they just got Hawksall, they got Mondu, but are you sold on them yet? Because I don't know. On NYXL? Yeah. NA is well, back. I, That's true. I th- I think Nene being Nene's back going is, to justice. is like these two. These two being back is actually pretty nuts. I mean. Those two, you know, Nene being back, Bondu being in, Hoxall being in, is big, but we haven't seen that team play. Joe, there's a sniper in the hills. I'm ducking. He, he, has, I'm ducking. he has the weapon directly on your head. Uh-huh. He gives you one chance for your life. Sure. He tells you, give us the worst position that's left on NYXL. So who's the worst remaining starter? While also commit, uh, considering backups. 
with backups, that's kind of that's disingenuous because some roles don't have backup. Yeah. Um, I'd say flex tank. Really? Yeah, I'm, I've never been a big fan of Hoppa. You're done. Bianca's behind that. I don't. I got not somebody who I highly rate. Mono, yeah, that was that was kind of where I was like, ah, this is kind of unfair. I can't really pick on Mono because he doesn't have an understudy. But, um, yeah, I could see that too. Like their tank line, especially in the main melee, was very underwhelming. Um, I don't know. That's one of those things that's this like I don't May know melee. if it's this is summer showdown. It's true. It is the summer showdown. It's a summer showdown. But they still kind of fed. And I don't know if that's necessarily Mono's fault or if that was like just complete team-wide fall apart because that NYXL looked very, very, very poor. Um, I don't think it was Hotbus' problem. I think Hotbus... No, I don't think it was Hotbus either. But I... Yeah, I, I... not not a flex tank I've rated in history all that highly. I think they're very, very good flex tanks. Not so much. I think he's fine, but I think you can improve. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on this New York roster, though. I need to see but, it. I need to see it. There's a lot of moving parts here. It's, it's just very strange to me that okay. in a role like main tank that now across the league has generally backups with the exception the good teams other than Sado, I think, right? Um, that the NYXL didn't go for that. Of course, that's I mean, a, who do you get, a, though? That's the thing. It's like, where do you go for a main tank? Main tank, again, since the start of the season, I've been banging this drum. It's like, I agree. You should have an understudy at main tank. I've been kind of talking about the main tank bullpen. But where do you pull from? I think you have Mag. I think you have Muse as like two standout candidates for 2021. But to play this season, where do you go? It's Mac. Why not Mac? Sure. I mean, that's you got to pay some money as a backup just to raise him. Like, so let me let Manu me let me is, ask you this: Manu Is NYXL the team right now? Serviceable Joe. Is NYXL the <laughs> team, right, team right now that's pulling punches because of money? Uh, I don't Maybe, think, yeah. but it's also like you got to to sign Mag and Hawksaw. Like that's a I, lot I mean, I agree. of cash. That's a lot of around. cash. But at the same time, I don't know that we've ever seen NYXL like, pull any punches on that pull front. punches on the Never. on mm. the cash money front because yes. Sabiobi has his own clothing line, and that just kind of you know I think props that up pays the organization. For yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We do it. Those Sabiobi jean jackets, dude. It's the uh, the lifeblood of the NYXL uh, salary cap. To, to I, be fair, it's probably uh, going down in sales because Nene is back and he's benching that boy. I don't. I I think you could keep Sabiobi on that like roster and never play him, and he'd still be like the face of the like the brand. He'd still be the face of the team. People would still like you know play SBB. You coward signs in the crowd. Like show me somebody who of, didn't like like immediately go to like Jaehong for. You know, yeah. so long, right? Same thing. Yep, yep, yep. Not gonna play. Shouldn't play, probably. I, I, I think he's been again serviceable, but we all know what happens to serviceable players on this podcast. That being said, they get dunked on. Well, sure, and that's one way to put it. Um, 
where would you guys rather spend the budget money? Like if you were NYXL and had a budget, you either can have Hoxall or you can have Mag, but you can't have both. Where do you go? I know my answer. Well, the thing is, I would have to know what the problem with Libero is. I still don't understand what the problem is. Sure. And theoretically, it would have to main tank because you're now you're triple stacking flex DPS. Unless you're selling one of these boys for good good money, I think um, you could. I think you could offset. Who are you going to justice? We already discussed this. I've I've already told you what's going to happen. He's seen in the tea leaves. The they orb plenty, has been passed. Plenty of plenty of money for Mag. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I I don't even know if it's a libero problem. Uh, I've always wondered if he had a gun to his head throughout his entire existence on NYXL because at first it was like, oh, well, Flower's going to replace you. It's just a matter of time. That never happened. Season two, not so much. Season three, we're back to, oh, now it's who are you? Like, uh, are you going to perform? Are you going to perform? Definitely still has performed. Looked great. I don't know that they're, I don't know that they've been ever sold on Libero. Even going back to like, again, season one, I thought he was going to go to Dallas. What a travesty. it's sad, but I don't know. I don't know that it's a his. If it's they're targeting him, I don't know if they're getting rid of him. I think who are you is definitely um, out. But yeah, I, I think I'd probably go with Mag. As as controversial as as hot like an opinion that might be controversial. I think well, everybody at, immediately when NYXL signed signed uh, Hacksaw mm-hmm. again. Like this is just like probably some level of bias on who's on my timeline and whatnot. Sure. But I feel like immediately I saw like, whoa, this is huge. But but is it needed? Yeah. And I I think that that's still, you know, like to Yiska's initial question is like, what's the weakest part? This doesn't really resolve that yet. It doesn't, but I, I will say that it does play into this new look NYXL that that the new kind of coaching staff regime is trying to put forward this more aggressive, more proactive. If you're going to have a spearhead, that might be the best spearhead in the game to really just give him the reins to take over the team and just lead the charge. That might be it. He could no, 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 lead the charge for the oh, NYXL. Like, like metaphorically, metaphorically. Got it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. I just need to see it work. Um, again, we have never seen, and again, this seems very weird to say, but it's true. We've never seen Hawksall play on a on a team outside of the Runaway Core ever. Started on Runaway, stayed with Runaway to go to Vancouver. This is the first time we've seen him outside of that core that was kind of not built around him, but built with him at least in mind. So, what does this look like? Does he does he play? Weirdly enough, I don't know. Sign bumper. I think that fits as well. If you're going to be aggressive, that would work. <laughs> so I, I would, I would just like to see that experiment. I don't care if it's good. I just would like to see it. Sure, that sure, is sure. one of these human social experiments that need to happen just for me to have closure on what his actual skill set is. Yeah, I this is deviating a little bit from the from the match, mm-hmm. but uh, chat is having a, a spirited discussion about um, mono 
And mm. some people are very much saying Mono is the best, most consistent tank in the league and and only had one bad match. And others are saying Mono is not that great at all. Uh, do you, wh- how would you guys... Short, how, would, how would you quickly clean that up? How would you quickly clean... When you have people who are arguing about how good Mono is... I think compared to the field... Because the, the, the talent pool is so shallow at that role, I'd still say he's like within some of the best. Um, I will say that he has looked a little underwhelming, at least recently. But again, to draw a parallel to a, a, another game, if you're familiar with it, like League of Legends, if th- there's very few junglers, if I'm to hopefully get this correct. Um, so forgive me if, if I'm off. Junglers don't necessarily carry games a lot of the time. Your jungler looks bad if your team's performing bad. Similar with the main tank, right? Like your main tank looks bad, but if your team's performing well, you have, you know, positive reviews of the main tank. Very rarely do you see a main tank just kind of take control of the game and just clutch it out. And we have a very short list of those players. You have Gusha, Fissure, Mono in the past at least, and, you know, hit or miss in the Overwatch League era, but I still think he's up there. I don't think that there's uh, a ton of replacements that are at least tested yet. I think there are some fantastic prospects coming into 2021, but yeah, it's it's tough to argue otherwise. I think that when NYXL looks poorly or looks poor, he looks poor, but that's kind of a, it's kind a, of a na- just like a it's part of the role. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. part of the nature of Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Mano is still a top five tank, but towards the bottom because yeah, I think that's right. people like. Gushu, like Fearless, have definitely suggested themselves to yeah. be stronger performers this season. And that isn't a, isn't a, a slight to Mano. It's just, he also has to accustom himself to a place that was never really his. Like, as, as long as Mano has been... I, I actually don't know that. I, yeah, no, let me not make that argument. But from the from the times that I paid attention to Mano, he was always the monkey that was hiding away and trying to um, play not aggressively, but situationally or uh, Mm. like adaptively. And Mm. um, like, I feel like also I would just have to look at the details because I, I, I smell my own BS in just like in that playing very aggressive narrative and that doesn't fit Mano's style. Like, we're using that as a tool when we don't really know what that actually means. What I will say is, when Mano charges this season, I'm scared for <laughs> for his life. I mean, like, like, there are plenty of main tanks that, like, charge and do some wonky stuff. Yeah. I will say, though, I, I, I agree with your own kind of BS filter, where it's like, you guys remember where Mono came from? Probably one of the most aggressive teams in like Apex era history and AF Blue. And he put up some like stupid stats. Mm-hmm. Like dumb. He, he moved from main support to main tank and like fragged out of his mind on Winston. So I don't know that like you just lose that styling. I don't think that that just kind of like goes away. I think he's just kind of like you can put him into a lot of different styles and I think he'll be fine. Maybe he's, you know, lent to one side, but. I wouldn't say that he's like bad at being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. All okay. right. We did that. So let, let's, yep. let's make a predictions prediction here. Um, eh, I give it, I don't 
want to oh, go Joe. first? No, 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 Joe. We're going Joe. to disagree. All okay. right, Joe, you go first. I think looking at this hero pool, I think talking about confidence, I say soul. I say soul 65. 65, 35. Okay. I say 60 NYXL. Big gamble. I, I, no, have, I don't hate it, but it's a gamble. Uh, okay, mm. I'm glad you guys at least disagree because I have 60 soul. And I, I, I think I'm a little bit more, I'm like Joe, I'm a little bit risk averse in the sense that I'm going to, I think I'm going to rate something I haven't really seen come into fruition. Like Hacksaw could come on, be the difference maker, click right in puzzle piece and we'll laugh at anybody who thought that NYXL couldn't beat soul. You want to, you want to, you want a spicy prediction? I he think Hacksaw won't NYXL. Play. I think, I think they try to make doom Genji work again. Oh no! Yep. Don't tell me that. All season oh. long, they've been throwing. They've they've had a map. I feel like in every set, and this isn't this isn't true. I know that this isn't true, but it feels true. That every set they have that one map that they're like, you know, Balzaria Genji Doom is open, guys. We could first fight this. Okay. I don't hate this from a theoretical point of view where it works. <laughs> In a universe where it works and who are you is on Genji and Huxol is on Doom. Yeah. I'm getting aroused right here. But there's zero universes in which yeah. this happens. <laughs> like maybe maybe there's there there's some. I, I, I don't know about enough about that specific meta strategy and how it fits into um I don't know what they this. see in it. I don't know why they keep trying to force it to work. Since week one of this season, they've always had that map that they're like, we could dive this. And I didn't hate it, but now it's becoming a like a contentious point where it's like, you guys keep trying to force this in hero pools where it just isn't going to work. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Yiska. The, you, well, you, no, you said you said NYXL. NYXL. Mm -hmm. yeah. 60-40. Okay. Fair enough. That's our match of the week. It's going to be a good one. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I hope, like, there's also just, like, a 30% chance it's a 3-0 one way or another. And it's yep, just and not... it's just like, NYXL isn't ready yet. There, there is a very solid chance that it isn't actually the match of the week, and it will be, like, <laughs> Atlanta Gladiators. We've been or, really I mean, hit and miss with our matches of the week. Weirdly yeah, Florida, enough, Dallas yeah, Florida-Dallas might be actually, like, a sick, sick match. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go on to the next one, though, and that is going to be the Boston Uprising versus the Paris Eternal. Uh, Paris, uh, Sparkles debut. Sparkles debut. Probably. Hopefully. Um, Xe is back. Uh, that I'm not I don't. sure. That I'm not sure. I, don't know. I forgot. Was if it? Is it chat? Is it July or June? That Xe is back. Let us know, oh, chat. I thought you. We, no, I think. I to. think you might have them flipped. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Xe is coming. Not sure if it's this weekend. Okay, thank you. Sparkle's yeah. birthday. Okay. was I think in June yeah. sometime. So he is now of age and can play. So we hypothetically could see him debut <sighs> against Boston. Dude, imagine if you were a small little Boston. You had some success recently, and you're building up your confidence. And along comes this boy, <laughs> and he just smashes you. Like, 
Jeez. <laughs> Would there be no other like this would be such a deflation of a narrative if Sparkle comes in and loses to Boston. <laughs> I, I am, and uh, that's not, and that's not to be like laughed at I, again. Like I we look at Boston I, I, all season. I disagree. You think? Logically, I, I disagree. I think people will. Possible. I think illogically, yeah. This is this is very illogical and like feeling based. Yes. Where it's like, well, I thought Sparkle was supposed to be good, and Boston sucks. Right, and then they lose. It's just like, oh, right. That's that's rough. I don't think they will, but it's like, oh, what if though? What if what if they you know try to put him in too early? What if he does kind of play a little too aggressively again? Something that in Contenders Korea was kind of known to do. There's been Eco has positioned himself on May to be kind of that standout player. Do you? Does the meta allow you to switch that out? Do you want to switch that out? It's it, in a weird way. Sparkle doesn't have to play. He doesn't have to play yet. We want him to. I want him to. I want to see what this, you know, what this team looks like with this player. Don't chip sauce. I don't think he has to play. Uh, he might no, not. Dude. He might not. Uh, please. That would be torture. Okay. That would be torture to some are degree. Any, At least give him a map. Are any of you bold enough to predict Boston over Paris here? No, 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 no. I think Boston probably just, will take some maps, but I don't think they'll win. I've got it. I've got it like a three-one. Yeah, I've no, got no, it. I'm not taking that. I've got it a three-one, and it, yeah, it's I'll a, three it, one, it, it would be a close three. It was almost a three-two. Yep. yep. One of those things where it's like they they hold on second point on like Junker Town or something, and they hold first point on defense, and then yep. lose one fight and lose it all, like one of those mm-hmm. kind of thing things yep i think this will this will continue the trend upwards for boston again paris is a very strong team with a you know new all-star being kind of ejected in this team i i think people will start to kind of swing on boston team on the mend this is just isn't the this isn't the team that you're gonna beat it's not i don't think that's a it's not a, a dry discount scrim to the stars yeah it's not in the dry scrim tea leaves yeah okay nope. Uh, let's go on to the next one. This one is, could be oh, this one's good. a match and a half. And that is the Florida mayhem versus the Dallas fuel. So obviously Florida mayhem coming off of a huge may melee second place overall. And, mm. um, yeah, let's, uh, let's actually, I'm going to look at the summer NA. I don't know what this one here. I want to look. So this is pretty interesting. Um, the so uh, Eric, of course, being awesome, did go ahead and and help us like put together who kind of people are facing and and the Florida Mayhem kind of are thrown a, a middle of the table bone this month. Yeah. They go at yeah. we've got Dallas Fuel, L.A. Valiant, Houston Outlaws. Mm. Um. So they've kind of got Dallas Fuel on the other hand. They've got Mayhem. Actually, huh? I wonder how that works. But they've got Mayhem. They've got Vancouver, and they've got Defiant. So it's kind of interesting how that's going to all kind of break out. But uh, Dallas has been spoken of fondly. I think we can say that since yep. their May Melee performances, and obviously Florida Mayhem are. 
um, really highly thought of after um, a huge main melee performance. So is this is this a close one? I think I think naturally the natural inclination, if you just go gut check, you're going to just do a gut check based on all the social media you saw, no looking at different film, anything like that. You're going to go yeah. uh, Florida Mayhem, right? Um, but after you've gone beyond the gut check here, Yiska, are is is this a is this a mayhem win? It's mm. a hard one, depending on the meta yeah. as well, right? Like this is this is rough. So what I um, and you also have to remember, paintbrush has been signed to the Dallas field. Again, yeah, probably won't sure that move the needle, the needle. Yeah. but keep in mind. I, th I think Florida 65, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am leaning Florida here. Again, if, if we're going to kind of continue, not the myth, but the, the eye test of confidence, like the team that wins or, or performs very well will continue to perform well, um, even in like a chaotic system like this. I do think Florida should be given the edge. I think a lot of the positives you can say about Dallas, you can also kind of mirror a, a, in some degree to Florida. Um, and and in other ways, they kind of look better just on a individual versus individual kind of vacuum argument basis. Um, I like Florida's chances here. I will say I do have some questions on Yaki without Brig. I do have some questions with Chris still. He's looked fine. Maybe he looked fine. Did not seem like a hole. I'm still not necessarily convinced. I'm cautiously optimistic for this team um, going forward. Fantastic performance. Glad to see them on, you know, the, the franchise mend doing very well for themselves. I, I still need consistency. One good performance in a tournament does not mean good team, does not mean bounce back. They've, again, historically, granted, it's just been this season. Not the most consistent in hero pools, but there again, not many teams have been. Um, so, yeah, I think this is probably more of a candidate for match of the week for me. Um, mm -hmm. Interested to see yeah. uh, the Ash matchup between Decay and, and BQB. If that ends up playing out, that's going to be kind of a banger. Interested to see if BQB can continue to step up to that and if Decay can kind of recreate what he did in the May Melee. Interested to see if Paintbrush sees playtime. This is this is going to be a, a fun one to watch regardless of the match score mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of kind of the narratives like, okay, can Florida continue? Can Dallas continue to step up? Can Decay continue to carry? What about Paintbrush? What know, a there's time. a lot of moving pieces. What a time to be yeah. alive where Florida and Dallas is a match you're excited to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, weirdly enough. How great. I'm happy to I'm happy. How I'm great. happy about it. It's a good thing. This is a good time. Yeah. You know, like this is what you kind of wanted to see because it felt like for a few weeks this season that we were kind of like talking about like the same six to eight teams over and over and over yeah. again. Right. And that's broadening a little bit. Every team, like what teams haven't improved besides like Vancouver? Washington, like two teams that are just like kind of imploding a little bit and a lot of like have fully imploded besides that, like which teams haven't improved or outperformed or like at least looked serviceable. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. 
Houston. See, I, I feel like history is kind of tainted with Houston as well. Um, early season one, like they were like massively overperforming. I feel like. Oh, they made it to stage playoffs and stage one. I mean, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. It's. Yeah. I, I think history remembers Houston kind of wrong as much as we like to bag on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's because Junk Widow was meta. It's true, but in, in that way, like, they still performed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's true. Uh, so, but Toronto definitely is probably the leading that, that charge. So, Yisco, who did you have of Florida over Dallas? Uh, I said, uh, did I say 60 or 65 Florida? I think it's said 65. 65. Yeah, 65 Florida. And Joe, what did you say? I say 60 Florida. That's fair. That's where I am, too. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Liking what I'm seeing, but I need to see it longer stretches. I want to see this continue before I can start slamping like 70 30s on these games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yep. Let's go to and the next one. 70 30s will come back once we're going into second week of hero pools. Oh, of course. And I think yeah, I feel yeah. much more secure in doing that then. Yep. Sure. Uh, so the next match is going to be the LA Gladiators versus the Atlanta Reign. And this, I think, was... I don't like this either This way. is going to be the match that... Uh, this is like the new Florida-Dallas match, it feels like. <laughs> nah, <not laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that it far. It feels a little yeah, like the I new Florida-Dallas. Yeah. It's the new London against Fusion from season two. Yeah, kind of. Um, okay, so anyways, our, our analogies are not on point, but <laughs> this match might be. Uh, obviously, Atlanta Reign have really <sighs> underperformed. Oh, by the way, 78-22 uh, were the odds for Mayhem versus Seventy-eight. too heavy. Seventy-eight that's, to mayhem. That's rough. I understand why, but that's tough. That's that's high. But uh, very high. Anyways, so this is fifty-nine forty-one in favor of mm -hmm. gladiators. Fifty-nine. Ah. <sighs> so sixty forty. I don't know. I really don't know. This one's tough. Where have we seen the gladiators look good? The thing is, you can trust that the gladiators didn't like. If I read the peg correctly, and yes, he did some, uh, some, um, you know, like uh, what's it called? Like the stream Sacho, uh, some charity, charity streams, stream. yeah, yeah, which he probably wouldn't do during like high season. But I think you think they break. I would expect them to be one that took less of a break than other. Uh, oh, other teams. I feel and like that's... really. Yeah, I feel with, like with you'd how... be doing streams on break, not on scrim weeks. No, no. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so that was kind of like my caveat to. Ah, yeah, okay. it's it's weird that he is doing that, but I think that he. You also have probably... a coaching staff that's completely stacked. That you probably just let them run it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's also GM that's slash possible. coach. He he checked in as the yeah. GM that week and decided to <laughs> <Yeah>. do some streaming. <laughs> Where is my GM punch card? Yeah, and it's like okay, so let's let's see. I think both of those teams really 
can't be that satisfied with, with where they are. Mm. So it's possible that both of them maybe came back earlier to scrims, if that was possible at all, of course. Like, sure. Sometimes you just can't because there's nobody to scrim, but um, it's possible, like, just from the drive or the expectations that both of those teams should have. I think there's a potential for both teams to have caught up or reinvented themselves to a degree where maybe that's going to be very interesting. I, I wouldn't count that match out to be a good one. Sometimes teams don't want to try scrim. It's true. Yeah. Both these teams, I feel like, could have taken a break. I think Atlanta's kind of uh, positioned well I'm to really need hoping. to take a break. I, I, I have a, like a, a, a conspiracy theory that a three-week break oh, for I'm Atlanta about it. I'm about it. is exactly what they needed. That's what I'm going to say. A three-week three break for I Atlanta. I think I agree. Uh, I I don't have any sort of insider information. I don't have anything other than like watching streams. Like it feels like people are a little bit more upbeat and optimistic um, on the Atlanta rain streams. And there are, there are emotions there. There's a lot kind of going on. There's a lot of questions surrounding and it's like three weeks. is just a, a, a good amount of time to be like, you know what? Take some time, regroup, re strategize. We're not going to dry scram. We're just going to, B, and then we're going to come back once we've got hero pools and we're going to start getting back to work and executing our, you know, save our season plan because this is a team that was a top six team. Should have been, should have been, mm-hmm. was a top six happened. and not just in NA, like in the world or in over all of Overwatch League. This is a top six team. Yep. And mm-hmm. obviously they're not there. So yep. I think still can be. I, I totally think so too. It's not, it's not for, um, I don't think it's for skill sake. I don't think it's a performance. It underperforming. Yeah. Yes, I think this something's not clicking with this team. Something just it's it's not magic words need to be said, but magic heads need to be clicked. No, no. I don't. Th- I I think it's they. I don't think they're cohesive. I don't think this is a team. Magic this feels like a group of individuals need to be held. Yes, magic hands need to be held. Magic in the dry cheeks scrim. need to be nuzzled. Oh, I was going to say clapped, but ah, <laughs> um, this this really does feel like a toss up. I don't like Glad's. I think they've really shown a favoritism towards dive, or that they've looked to be, in my memory at least, more yep. successful in dive rather okay. than in in double shields or slow comps. Atlanta. Feels like the team that should be playing slow comps extremely well, but you don't have your star player starting for reasons. This feels 50-50. I really don't like it either way. A bad Atlanta. It's still a 50-50, huh? It's unreasonable how much happier it would, like how much it would improve the quality of my life if Ersta came back. I think if he comes back, they just obligate. Yeah, this is the obligatory. Uh, where's Erster? Uh, part of the yeah. show. Uh, we got it out, you know. Yeah, we got the 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 SEO tag. It's in the yeah. it's in the show now. Yeah, I I I really have to say fifty fifty with the caveat. If Erster comes in, I think I have to give a, a slight edge to Atlanta. We could just use that every week, right? Probably. 
Well, not not every week. I think that every single week. You heard it here first. Oh. Joe says every week that Urster is in, they have a slight edge over any team that they play ever. Well, they definitely perform. They probably will do better. I don't know. I think I think Urster on May is something I want to see, but I don't think we will see it. And that's where I go. Yep. Oof. Sure. Okay. I think we'll so, see Sideshow. No, we're not going to see Sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sideshow. Yeah, he yeah, had to. No, he no, had no. to get it in. Fair enough. Okay, Joe. So you have to. You have to make a choice here. Make a. Make a call. No fifty-fifty. Give me a fifty-one Atlanta. forty-nine. Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, Yiska. What about you? Sixty gladiators. 60 gladiators. Give me like one sentence that, that qualifies that for me. Sick coaching staff. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong, but all right. Uh, as for me, I, it's weird. I'm going with my heart on this one and I'm saying it's uh, like a 55 Atlanta. Mm. Very razor thin. I will not be upset at all. If Atlanta loses, I will not gloat if they win because it's just that close. Mm. I'll give you a second sentence, Joe. I think it's a lot easier for gladiators to have used this break in a recuperating way than it is for Atlanta. Because unless Erster comes back, like just like getting uh, OG, um, like you know, like at hundred percent, getting Bertrand mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. back in line, crisping that out, resetting the mentals, the potential of that. Like we know that those two are players that um, l are likely the ones that benefit the most from breaks. Sure, I would agree, and uh, it also gives. Um, like if, for for instance, if that dry scrimming uh, theory had anything to it, yeah. Gladiators would be my top pick. Sure, uh, I'd agree with that, hundred percent. I think this is a team that probably did not take a break, um, and probably maybe some, because they did. have a good performance coach now. But yeah, hey, maybe maybe they they cut back on scrims. Uh, I I don't think that they took a break though. I I I'd be surprised if they took a break. Um, I think. I kind of think the opposite. I think Atlanta really does need to take a break. I think they're kind of the team, at least in my mind, again, very feeling based. That's mm -hmm. the kind of carefree. They play very loose. They're kind of nonchalant about things. Easy come, easy go. Very hard to manage. So once that fire builds, you kind of have to let it burn itself out. If that makes sense. So maybe that break was a good time to just reset everything, come in fresh, long break, actual break, not not playing the game, not thinking about the game, maybe, you know, solo queuing. But I, I like Atlanta here. I think this is a, a hero pool that leans their way. And I think that break is going to be important, but we'll see. It's, it's a tough call either way. I think both teams could take it. But if I had to pick one, it's Atlanta. Okay. All right. 
Let's let's go to we've got three left. We don't have a ton of time. Let's go yeah. to uh Philadelphia versus Houston. And um Do we have maps for this? No. Rough. I don't know. I don't know. The uh somebody posted the maps earlier. Um I think yeah, if, somebody if Eric posted. is still here, uh I'm sure you'll post them again. Maps on, on match, match of the week. Of the week. Yeah, Let not me... all of them though. Yeah, I don't I don't know about Houston. Houston, I think could pull something out, something a little weird. Lijon, but I think Hollywood, it's gonna be tough. Sky, Gibraltar, Busan. Hollywood. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, I don't see it. I don't see it in the cards. I think if there were different maps, possibly you could see Houston come out with some some sort of dive force, but I don't see it on those maps. I think control you could. What were they? Lijong, Hollywood, Volskaya? Lijong, Hollywood, Volskaya, Gibraltar, Busan. Yeah, I don't see it. I think I think they got they got goofed. I think they're gonna have to play double shield. You might see hydration Muma. That actually might be a thing. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I'm not opposed Michael? to that. On control? You want to play like Ryan or Issa? But both May tanks in. I don't hate that. Don't hate that at all. But that's not enough Michael to be silly. Uh, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he has the experience that a main tank would, right? I think he's the best Orisa on, uh, on Houston. I mean, maybe. Like Definitely possibly are. could be. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, way, I don't think they beat Philly, though. Yeah, I know. It's not the hard thing to call Philly the overdog, and I think oh. there's nobody reasonably that could make the case. It's really just a matter of percentages. Are and willing- I think... They, they uh, re- misrepresented simply because hero pools and whatnot and all the f- volatility that comes with breaks and whatnot. Mm. Uh, 70 fusion. Yeah. So I was going to ask Joe if you feel comfortable going above 70. No. Cool. Not on this one. I, I don't, I, I get it um, either. This is something that is favored 84-16 for Philadelphia <laughs> Fusion. Again, they're rough, but at the same time, if you don't want to bet on them, <laughs> like, then they're not very good. Gotta make them odds, interesting. Huh? Gotta make it yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not the odds makers, but I still think that Houston has some some tricks up their sleeve. They can be a little hard to deal with. I just don't know if they can find a way with this particular hero pool. This one's a little rough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, second to last one, the. Ugh. <laughs> in the toilet bowl right now. The uh, Vancouver Six. Titans versus the Toronto Defiant. Um, I gotta say Toronto. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how... I want Toronto to come out and stomp. They need yeah. to. They I definitely think. need to. But I th- I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how quickly they can integrate and locked in. How much of an impact he's going to have. We saw a, a kind of uh, a small heartbeat from them when Cruz kind of stepped into the roster. They 
kind of took shot close. They they performed well. Can Numlock do the same to kind of get this team up and running again? I think he has the potential to. I think I agree with Yiska's point last show that they've needed a shot caller, and we all know that Numlocked can be a shot caller. Is that enough? Is that enough to kind of get this team off the ground? I think it might be. So I definitely think it's enough to beat the Vancouver Titans. Can the Titans beat the Boston Uprising? Probably not. You don't think so? Because here's the thing. They play Defiant Fuel Uprising. If they defeat the if they defeat the Defiant, I think you can make the argument that they can defeat the Uprising and they go two and one. Sure, it's a big if. Big if. Big if. But uh, interesting. We'll if, none of the less. If that's the case, then I would be inclined to agree, um, or at least make it more competitive. Um, but yeah, I don't see it yet. I think Vancouver still is. Oh man, what a team! I yeah 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 That's tough. That's a tough one to call. I, I like Toronto here. I like Toronto a lot. I want to see them come out and stomp, and I want to see them next week perform well. I think this is a team that has the markings to be kind of on the come up. Dude, if they lose this game, rip Perino. Oh, yeah. The mentals no. of anyone on that team. The mentals it's, were already gone. This somehow mm, makes them farther. If, if Boston loses the team? the game no, 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 or no. Toronto if, if Toronto loses oh, sorry, this game against Toronto, the Vancouver oh, sorry Titans. yeah I was thinking about a different yeah. totally different match. we're we're done here just wrap it up but this is <laughs> yeah, a this yeah, is a it's... confidence game especially like uh, I'm not sure what the numlock situation is um yeah. if he still has a visa maybe he could I, because I, of I Montreal he's right? playing online uh probably yeah more likely um, than not and I also don't know if he was actually ever in the team house. And like, so sure. that's something. Sure. But um, yeah, I think they should slap, hopefully, for them to have uh, any say. I would be thrilled, though, for the Titans guys if they got a victory there, because it also can't feel good to be in that position. So, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it would feel great for but, Toronto to beat the season two runner ups. Yes. 65. It's not even fair, man. It's really not fair to sit like it's true. Yeah. yeah. But it's not fair. I know. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Toronto wins this and or yeah, yeah. Toronto wins this. The yep. Bacatical. The Cana Canadal. Can battle for Battle Canada. in Canada. Battle for the North. The battle for Canada. Yep. The Northern Strife. All right. That's enough. Uh, last but not least, the um, LA Valiant versus the Washington Justice. By the way, if you're ever wondering why I stumble, is I'm working really hard to get you those uh, timestamps. Those timestamps, and I have to type them in and try to talk. So I apologize. I know I do that clumsily. Uh, Valiant versus Washington Justice. I feel really bad. For the Washington Justice, I know this this season or this uh, this home or the the this uh, tournament showdown. Okay, the summer showdown. Do they have like a hard L.A. Valiant, road? San Francisco Shock, L.A. Gladiators? That's tough. That's not easy. Um, but uh, I don't think it really matters. So unlucky. Yeah. So, anyways, um, 
let's uh, go go back to this here. We've got the odds seventy nine percent in favor of the LA Valiant. Joe, is this the one that you're willing to go above 70% on? I think it it's the closest out of all of them. I do not see... You don't give it a 70.5? Much positive on the justice. Um, is there... The break could bring something about, but I don't know. This is the closest. I'm still not willing to go over. Um, I got. I'm hitting the ceiling on this one. It's definitely 70-30 Valiant. Maybe Valiant gets in their own way. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see a world where Justice can win this. This is tough. Yeah. No. New I, roster. Yeah. This might actually be the... Just like from where they are and who they got, it might actually be the worst iteration that Justice has had this season. Yeah, um, maybe. I think I'd agree. Like, Unless they've got I, more signings coming. <laughs> Just I just put play. put a piece out earlier where I like I argued that Janu is a fine uh, free agent to pick up when when you're planning for a full Korean roster because there aren't that many freely available right now. Sure, but I honestly think he's overrated by many and uh, justice is going like full more Korean, so than though. any other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, more so than any other Justice player, uh, sorry, uh, former Titans runaway player. slash Titans player, he will struggle the most out of the, you know, Stella six or seven that we're playing. Mm. Um, I think, um, with the exception of probably Bumper, of course, like he's the guy where you would say, would he work the worst out of possibly, right? But after that, it's Janu for me. Uh, I think SMS could work in way more. Do you not rosters. count Stitch? Oh no, no, I don't count Stitch. Okay, I didn't St think so. Stitch never worked, so he no. can't let work less than worked, not That's worked. True. Sorry, um, but he has to play too. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I, I, I think Stitch will still perform well. Yeah. Um. Not, I don't think he will have a complete blowout of a of a um of a game but like if if ksp really gets in there especially oh, he's... The, if he gets in there in there ooh dude elbow you oh yeah like ksp not, in in duels against not gonna be nice stitch on trace it's it's gonna be rough like that's not a game i would like to start like there's only so many traces which would hurt harder. Like Yaki, if you if you have your first regular starting match against Yaki, that would hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that same would probably be true it, against. It's like, like everything that you want to put him on is open and could be played, but it's like you have such a steep competition. Shax has looked standout yeah, on Shax. tracer. You want to really put him against KSP, who looks to be a rookie of the year candidate on specifically Hitscan. It's like mm, yeah. everything historically that you want to put Stitch on, he's going to get exposed. If you thought of him as royalty, we're, we're lifting the veil on this match in particular. Like this one's going to be rough. Now, he's new. if for whatever, you know, divine power hits him, whatever planets align that for him to actually do well, 
I wonder. I don't know. I, I really have to see it. I don't I don't know that it's possible and I don't know how it would affect my view of the justice and I don't know how it'd affect my view of Stitch either. That'd be that'd be kind of interesting. Does He's Stitch Q2 have anything Rick. left in this? <laughs> it is Q2 Rick. That's right. That is a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't see it. I think he's he's below serviceable and has had a long career. Let's give him the Miro burial and, you know, ship him out to sea. Ship, ship. Ship him ship, out ship. to sea, he says. All right. Somber ending. <laughs> that was good set. But yeah, you're right. Uh, hey, chat. Thanks for hanging out today, by the way. I hope you guys had fun. Yes, yes. Y'all are looking. Oh, should we give him uh, being such a bummer? We might. Quit being such a bummer. There it is. Quit being such a bummer. I don't think we were at this at all this time, but hey, it's always fun. We got to press that at least once an episode, right? Gotta uh, use it. You made it. True. Big thanks to everybody who hung out today. Hope you had a ton of fun. Uh, and a big thank you to our patron producers. <gasps> Battlecrab Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kasha 67, Coochie Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Refined Bean, Rex Zane, and Roger B. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch is where you can go. And Roger B, thank you so much for being a brand new patron producer. We love you very much. You're so good. Uh, new subs. We got some new subs on the show. It's not too late, chat, by the way. Uh, I think we had Yiska do it last time. So, Joe, let's have you... Uh, let new us, subs. Who subbed? Who subbed? I don't know if they're all from today. And if not, it doesn't matter because we all love you equally. We don't pick favorite children here. We, do. we have Mick Sneakerton. Okay, apparently we do. We have a list. Uh, we have Mick Sneakerton. We have Boo Man Fu. Shrugzix, gifted a sub to that guy who cooks. Pin to Paper. Tap 2GG. Scott 15 And Rick the Demigod. Thank you for your continued support um, or welcome to the club. And uh, if you don't have the financial means to support the show, you can also leave a five-star iTunes review and Foreskin 420. Thank you so much. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I hate you. <laughs> hey. He tells me to read what's on the card. I read what's on the card. That's what you get. <laughs> Clip it and ship it. <sighs> There's nobody named Force. The... No, I know. I'm I'm Four. well aware. I am very well aware. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. You? Yeah. You have to deal with. Jeez. <sighs> All right. Well, that was a show and a half. We're going to go ahead and do uh, shout-outs for the week and where people can find you. And in rare fashion, I'm going to go first. Uh, you can find me everywhere at KickTripod, except for YouTube. So twitch.tv slash KickTripod, twitter.com slash KickTripod, and instagram.com slash KickTripod. I am all over doing lots of things there. Uh, hopefully, we hear more about Partner soon. Um, I did start a new YouTube channel. So the show's YouTube is now at uh, youtube.com slash tacticalcrouch, and it inherited essentially what was formerly youtube.com slash kicktripod. So I started a new one, and I'm trying to build it up there and hopefully get it you know, to the, to the size that is whatever. We're, we're growing it. So 
Um, I don't have the actual link for it right now, but if you go to my Twitter, twitter.com slash kick tripod, it is my t pinned to tweet right now, I believe. This is my new uh, YouTube channel. So uh, please uh, take a second, go subscribe, as well as I think we posted it in chat earlier. Um, and if somebody has that link and wants to post it again for me, that'd be awesome. Um, other than that, nothing new or crazy coming out. Um, my gym's opening up on Saturday. I'm really excited about that. I've been racing the mayhem. I actually, uh, hit a new milestone there. Oh, out of the two nice. twenties, out of the two twenties nice. for nice. the first time in about a year and a half. So Very we, good. we continue to race the, those mayhems. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Uh, Joe, shout outs for the week. Where can people find you? Uh, it's on the socials everywhere at the usual places. I don't think I need to spell it out for anybody anymore. I think if you're uh, following, you probably figured that out by now. Uh, this week, uh, tonight I'm writing something about the Titans. Um, kind of, uh, painting a picture and, uh, a narrative that ties all of the nonsense together. Um, and then talking about fearless again this week as well probably coming out this weekend or early next week um talking about what a career this kid has had and the the ups and downs of it and then probably uh valorant talking points on friday at some point for the show on spike drop so yeah stay tuned for that and yeah follow me on all the socials sweet uh yes go what about you shout out for the weeks and where can people find you um as always on my uh my Twitter account uh, at Yiska Ouch. I just put up. Um, I evaluated the best midseason pickups for today's article that should have gone out like an hour ago um, or two. I'm not sure um, about uh, like who my top five best pickups in the midseason are. There weren't many. There were like 24, and a lot of them came up came through like you know like titans just having to pick up an entirely new team and then also like the, the old titans dispersing but there are also like huge pickups of course to be made i kind of evaluated them uh depending on like what they do for that team so check that out um other than that yeah on friday as always uh previews and if you're a fan of valorant i'm going to have um Probably an analysis piece. I'll have to grind bots tomorrow. But yeah, that's coming as well. All right. Uh, that's it. Chat, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tactical Crouch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Kick Tripod. Uh, Twitter.com slash Tactical underscore Crouch. Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on Twitch at noon for Tactical Crouch and Spike Drop. That's going to do it for us. We will see you on Friday for Spike Drop. Otherwise, next Monday for Tactical Crouch. Come join us in Discord. Discord.me slash Yiska out. Uh, watch the games with us this weekend. It'll be a ton of fun. And we should, uh, we're should. we probably going to be doing game night next week. So if you want to be a patron and be a part of game night, now's the time to do that. Bye! Be careful. Don't dry scrim, dry scrim without... I was gonna make a, a off-color joke. That was bad. Just don't, just don't dry scrim. Okay, and wash your genitals. <laughs> <laughs>